phone is on. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. All right. So, um, so, so today we have um, a lady we met at the what was what was the museum called? Museum of Science. Asheville Museum of Science. The Asheville Museum, Museum of Science. Science. You know, Asheville of all places. And when we are talking to Miss Hannah Strickland, I got that correct. Yes. Wonderful. Congratulations. Most people I work with don't remember my name, so. Hey, hey, hey. Mark, you won a prize. Hey, oh, nice, yeah. nice. Back to the museum we are. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so to give everybody a little bit of background, um, about a couple weeks ago, at the beginning of April, Thomas and I and a couple of our friends. Uh, this, this was like the middle of April. Well, okay, well, somewhere around there for sure. It was like the 12th. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right okay, all right, I got it, right, I got it, I got it. And uh, we, we took a trip to North Carolina, to Lake Lure, North Carolina. And it was a beautiful sight, and it was awesome. And along the way, we went to downtown Asheville, where the Asheville Museum of Science is located. Well, you know what was really funny about that day specifically was we went to Mount Mitchell, which was – it's like a, you can drive up it, right? So that's yeah. The thing. And, and also, you can get to Mount Mitchell from this location in like forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, yeah. So that's, yeah, so that's what we did. We went there on the way to, on the way to Asheville. So we had friends who saw um, the, the 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 science museum, and they were like, "Oh, we gotta be here, but it closes at six. We gotta make sure we're fast." Yeah. And and they were getting like upset because we were because we were like, "This mountain is awesome." They were like, "We gotta be oh, there, guys. I, yeah, we gotta yeah. do it." <laughs> and they were getting, they were oh my gosh, they're like, "We can't stop for anything. We gotta get there." And uh, well, we got there. Yes, we did. We were a little surprised. Yes. Um. Um. So uh, actually, w- w- was funny. Uh. So is there? My first question was there a specific? So everything closes there pretty early. Uh. Yeah. So is, is that we, mainly because of the the light? Because it gets pretty dark out. Um. No, it's more so. We are oh, like no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it gets pretty location and there are like there are they, they no lights when you don't think they have lights in Nashville, bro. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> there are no, okay. I'm sorry. Continue. But we're a family friendly location, and there are a lot of surrounding bars. So we just want to make sure that everybody in our museum is in a safe space, especially as it gets later, and there are more. Yes. Intoxicated people out as, and about. Yes, as two people who live in Florida, the um, let me see, like crazy people ratio is quite high around yes. around yes. seven o'clock quite actually is very similar there was a there was <laughs> I remember there was one guy in specific who uh oh we were we were just walking over to the museum and he looked at our friend tyler and he just started saying like he was quoting a book or something oh yeah and and then he would he got really mad at cars like just cars driving by he was yelling and cursing at him and i was like that man looks like he is a peruser of drugs. Ah, but... yes, 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 yes. Um, and and to bring it back of what Thomas said, so we were quite surprised when we walked in. So you guys told us that you guys were still working on it. Was that was that correct? We are small and growing because we are a nonprofit, so we have to fund everything through grants and ourselves. So the profit that we make through the museum goes directly back into the museum. So we are currently trying to take over the Wells Fargo bank that is directly next to us to expand our um, exhibits and our space. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. So we remember seeing that space uh, right next to you guys. Are they using that space or what? Cause it's, it looked pretty empty. So, so because I'm- of COVID, I believe you have to make appointments for that bank. 
Oh, okay, I see. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Not even a BB and T. Yeah, man, they don't sponsor us. Whatever, whatever, man. What is this? But um, yeah, and but uh, we honestly had a really great time going in there. Oh wait, um, I think we should clarify. The thing that surprised us was the museum is for small children. Oh yeah, it yes, is, yes. is for mostly for mostly the littler people. And they were so nice when we got there. They look. We understand you might have been confused. <laughs> so we, they offered us our money back. We were like, nah, we'll we'll stay here. Yeah. We'll chill. We'll check it out. We had a blast. We had a pretty good time for like the hour we were there. They had they, a uh, we, they had a little um uh a little playground there. And they were like, You guys can go in there because it can hold roughly like thirteen middle schoolers. And for four fellows that were up there, that was probably the equivalent yeah. of already thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been so, at least five interns in there that I know of at okay. one. So, so it can hold a good bit. Yeah, we cl- all the boys climbed up there. We're yeah, like, we no had, girls allowed. Yeah, we, had <laughs> it, we had, we we honestly, oh, it that, took us back. They had this water exhibit that was really cool where you, oh, yeah. you could um, make a dam with a bunch of like, little rock pieces. Now that was really fun. That was, uh, that was, that like, was a great, we had, we would take like your, the figures that you guys had and we would race them. We would always oh, get upset yeah. that the water current just wouldn't help, like work with us. Yeah. We're like, come oh, on, man. But it so was, um... one of our after-school programs, we did engineering, and it was build a boat, and a lot of the kids raced them and see who would win. Because it's the replica of the French Broad River, we like did the start of the river to the end of the river, and they loved that. Oh mm. yeah, it's a, it's it's honestly the best. No, it was it was it was really cool. Uh, I really <laughs> like the magnet one too. The one that showed um had like like slivers of um. Nanos. That's what the nanos Yeah. That was really cool. You also had these little pieces um, that you would make where, like, when uh, the whole world was basically connected into one. Oh, Pangea. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I remember we were, me and Thomas were putting it together and we just could not figure it out because we were like, like man, why are we having such a hard time? Pangea with this? is so like 13 billion years ago. Oh, man, my like, God. I couldn't even put the pieces together. I was so frustrated. So frustrated. Um, and you guys had really nice designs of all your, because you guys had all the um, birthstones for every every month, which was oh really yeah, nice. your your um um like rock exhibit. Yeah, our hollow minerals and gemstones. Pretty with cool. the yeah. scavenger hunts. I I really enjoyed the thing that was the the exhibit that was like these rocks will kill you. Ah, like, I'll yes, write yes, these yes. down for future use. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah. And you also have things to bring up with like our field trips and the kids is like, these could technically kill you. And that's so fun. <laughs> if you were to refine it and then activate it with the, another sort of, you know, substance, it could kill you. Yeah. Or even um, just inhale the dust straight. If you, if you heavily irradiated this substance, it would kill you. <laughs> um, and then you actually had these little magnets that we would have to get from the desk. And so yeah, the I remember. With. Oh yeah. I, I spent a good, at least, 15 to 20 minutes just oh, yeah. trying to build something with them. I just had a blast. We had a honestly great blast. I know. We, we were like, all right, we're going to be eight for a couple minutes. Yeah, I think we spent like an hour probably in the exhibit and then another maybe 30 minutes at the gift store. Just, oh, yeah. uh, we, we were there for so long. You guys have a wind a wind tube there. And I remember I, I closed myself in there as a joke. I was like, guys, look, I'm stuck. And then my friend uh, – put the two dollars oh, yeah. in there before i could get out and i was like oh now i'm actually stuck <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find that video again because yeah. i think i have it of you like it's just me so- like oh i guess this is it now <laughs> oh man um 
And so uh, we want to know really like what, what started your concept and the whole idea of who started uh, thinking of the ideas of making the museum. Because how, how old are you guys now? So we have been in this building since 2016, but we've been in existence since the 1960s. Wow. That's yeah. So we got started by a man named Burnham S. Colburn and his collection of rocks and minerals. He was actually a banker who moved here in the uh, 20s. I have gathered as much information as I could from my fellow museum employees, but I have... I'm their most recent addition to our team. So I don't have all of the information, but I do know that we started in the 60s on, I believe, Cox Avenue as a mineral and gem collection of uh, Mr. Colburn. And then in 1972, we moved to the um, Civic Center, which is now the Harris Cherokee, uh, not Casino Center, I believe. I I think they bought that out in like 2019. Mm -hmm. And then we moved... Uh, to the basement of Pax Place, which is where the art museum was located in 92. And we were there until 2000. Well, we were there until 2016. And we changed our name in 2002 to the Coburn Earth Science Museum. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, we moved to this location that we're at currently with another name change of the Astro Museum of Science. And we're trying to branch out into more sciences than just um, gem and minerals. Right. Is, is there anyone in particular you guys are currently working on right now to expand on? So we are actually working on a new exhibit that I can't say much about called okay, Women, no no women in STEM, where it focuses on women and minorities uh, in STEM education and like bringing to light some of the figures that have fallen through history's gaps in STEM education. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I had some when I was in freshman high school, I had to read a book about Henrietta Lacks. Yeah. She was like super important. And got no recognition and that was terrible yeah that's what we're trying to bring to light is the women in stem that kind of didn't get any recognition and ones that are currently in stem yeah yeah mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. i mean oof. i feel like the the wor- hardest part about that book was they they talk about how like a common thing was um doctors would just take like homeless people off the streets and just like do whatever to them mm-hmm. yeah, they were like Best bunnies for all modern medicine. Yeah, it was like if we needed like organs for an organ transplant or something, it, that was it. And I was like, first off, I mean, like that's kind of like it's a wrong on a bunch <laughs> of levels, but it happened, and I'm like, damn, what, dang, that's tough. Very, very. But I, I, I glad yeah. it doesn't happen anymore. No, yeah, but and we're glad that you guys are are putting in that effort to expand upon that. And yeah, no, no, it's really it's cool. Awesome. The more, more we get that, more people deserve this recognition. For sure, for sure. So, and you guys run a couple of programs for students, like you said. Um, how how did that become about? Did that start when you guys had moved into the facility you are in now? So, to my. Uh, best guess of what I've learned it did we have our lead educator Abigail Malmborg who runs our after school program um, which runs we had a winter one we had a fall one and then we had a spring one this spring as well Um, but I don't think those like really got off and going until we opened back up after COVID right right, schools weren't fully opened and they needed more education available so that I believe how was COVID for you guys did it hit really hard it, it, it hit quite hard because we, again, are a nonprofit and that basically shut us down for all of our revenue, but it also gave us a chance to really improve on our exhibits that we do have and learn more about that instead of focusing so much on new ones and um, 
customers and like customer service and all that, we could focus on getting information and learning about the exhibits that we do have and writing it all down. Um, and then we opened back up in September of last year, I believe. And that's when we started going again. And do, do you have a particular field of science that you're best in? So I do environmental science and also mechanics and engineering. Oh, that's very cool. nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, so what brought you to start at the museum? So I started at the museum as a work uh, from NC Works, a Goodwill program that they run. I got an internship here to introduce me to the workforce of the field I wanted to study in. Um, so I go to AB Tech and dual enroll in their GED program in that. And that's how I got introduced to the museum. Very nice. Very nice. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. No, um, so how, um, so you've, you said you've been with the museum for how many years? I haven't been with the museum for any years. I started earlier this year. Oh, okay. oh. When, when did you start? I started uh, at the beginning of January. Oh, oh well, yeah, so you're, yeah, you're still pretty new. Yeah. Huh? I am the newest one. Very nice. I love that that, that we got you out of all I of know, them. That's, cool. yeah. that's fantastic. Cool. You know? They decided to stick the one that knows the least, but at the same point in time knows a good bit because I have a fairly decent memory. Yeah, I feel like three months is a good enough time yeah, to get the yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and it's really nice because I mean, we just like we were, you know, we we started off with just being us, and we just had to learn from there, and then from there, having people like you who just came into a new environment that's also really nice too to see mm -hmm. that like everybody's always new into some element and then they grow into learning into something no matter how long they've been there so that's good. nobody ever stops learning everybody's always a lifelong student because there's always something mm -hmm. new you can figure out and learn mm -hmm. exactly and uh have have are you a native in north carolina i am i have i moved here from east tennessee when i was two and i've been here ever since very mm. nice, very nice. How much have you seen, uh, probably not just Lake Laura, but just the whole area change since you've been there? It's changed quite a bit, um, especially within the recent years. The um, It started getting more populated as uh, the downtown area has started expanding. Right. So there is way more people here, which is great for businesses, but it also is terrible for the environment as well in some aspects. Right kind of ruins natural terrain and the ecosystem but it hasn't changed as much as one would think because the downtown district has just contained to their little spot it's just gotten a little bigger right and then the blue ridge mountains have been in the same state that they had been since i was a kid so that was kind of nice pollution levels have just gone up but got you it's changed some but not as much as you would think yeah uh and and yeah when we were there we we saw some construction which was very almost a little odd because we get construction all the time around here because it's just uh, yeah, yeah florida's been under construction since 1868 yeah but to see it over there it's just kind of strange because you guys are just surrounded by just nature in general so to see like cranes really high up i'm like what is this doing here this should not be here um has it uh how long has it been since they've been like working on i'm assuming it's just been only a couple of years since they've just been developing new things around downtown specifically yeah so i started those things getting developed downtown in 2014 or 15 but also i always say locals avoid downtown unless you work here or you want to eat here <laughs> Got you, got you. But that's when I started noticing development in downtown become become very more so serious than it was in previous years. Mm -hmm. But it's it's kind of ruining the ecosystem a little. Got you, got you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it, it's it's good things like like your program and 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 where you are to yeah. kind of be there in those areas. I think we need definitely and more I feel of those. Like, I feel like in recent years, conservation has become a lot more mainstream. I know. Um, yeah. That, I mean, you get, pollution is still a problem, but um, more people are recycling today than ever before. Yeah. And, and stuff, and um, I mean, we like there's a bigger focus on electric cars and talks about like nuclear energy using thoriums coming back you oh know my God. Yeah. i love the words this yeah is fantastic. Well, because people like nuclear energy typically uses uranium but thorium is way cooler oh my it's goodness like twice as good and oh my goodness give as many as much waste i mean the only the only like pollution of nuclear waste is the, of nuclear energy is the waste but we put those in barrels and bury them in the desert so we're, we'll be good hey, we'll be, we'll be. Some nuclear waste has islands that it gets in, it ends, winds up in, and sometimes when the sea level white rises, it kind of creates an island that's coming into the ocean, and nuclear waste is now into the ocean a little bit. So theoretically, if I swim in that beach, what are my chances of getting superpowers? Uh, I wouldn't say very high. Oh, dang, but hey, but bro. that's not zero. Hey, okay, but that's not, not zero. Say, not very not high. Zero. You know, but not high my enough. My not high enough. Not high enough. Not high enough. Yeah. the hundred percent. Okay. Still a chance. I support you all the way. You will not be the next Superman, but I don't know. Oh. oh. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Thomas might be Superman in a couple of days. I'm like, oh man, it gave me super, like, what? Are you, what, what would the power be? I don't know. I'd be like. Nuclear waste coming out of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it also helps the environment. <laughs> In the span of 15 minutes, I can release a tablespoon of nuclear waste from my fingertips. And then you got to recharge for the yes, next day. Because you got to save. You got to like, conserve uh, energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything in the museum that you guys try to do as far as just like, you know, working on, you know, conserving and saving the environment. So I actually have recently adapted one of our adopted one of our exhibits, the tree climb that you guys were talking about earlier, to kind of talk more about how you can yourself, like you and little kids, help the environment. Because I I work here and I also volunteer at Appalachian Wild, which is an animal rehab and rescue center. So I have the information from that, and I can like talk about how you can help the animals and conserve the natural state of the world and try and be a better human by saving the planet one little squirrel at a time. Oh, for sure. For sure. What's uh, your favorite animal? Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, can I like zone it into Western North Carolina animals? Yes. I okay. will allow it this one. <laughs> Thank you. Then I would have to say otters. Otters are hands down. Yeah, my otters favorite are pretty flipping cool. Nice. We went fantastic. To the- we went to a, a zoo not too far from Asheville, and we got to see an otter doing his thing, swimming and going through hoops and stuff. Yeah, man. It's like, man, the dream. To, to be an otter. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, for my seventh birthday, I wanted to go to the nature center because they finally had otters. Hmm. And that was one of my favorite trips ever because I learned all about otters, and I still remember it. Have you uh, seen the video of Ewan McGregor? Like, look, there's otters over there. They, they they get the rock and they, they break the shells with the rock and they eat what's inside. Yeah, because otters have pet rocks that they keep in their armpit flaps. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. dude. That's fantastic. Dude, that's so cool. I love that. Mark, what's your favorite animal? I, I'm a big fan of penguins. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something about them that reminds me of me. You ever seen Surf's Up? Oh, yeah, Those bro. are the coolest penguins I've ever That's seen in my life. Amazing. Those are the best penguins. Yeah, bro. I feel like if I I ever came back to this world, I would be a penguin. But I'd be like a penguin that like knew how to tap. 
Hang so that'd be like oh, a human trait no, that so I carry. No, 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 no. No, yes, of course. No, you, you can't. Cannot say it, wanna, it's proven. Look, you cannot see. I'm gonna Happy be a penguin. Then, no, you can look. You cannot say I want to be a penguin. That you can and then, tap. Be, and then be a penguin from the worst penguin movie. What? What's the best penguin movie? <laughs> Surfs up. Okay. Mr. Popper's yeah. penguins. Surfs up is good. What was what was the one you said? Mr. Popper's penguins. What's the, oh, that a, is also another, another one. I totally movie. forget about that. One. On the list of penguins, <laughs> I love that movie. Happy Feet's definitely towards the bottom. If not, wow, is it really? I didn't even know. Have you ever seen Happy Feet? I have. How they, long ago? Like a long time ago. That's the key. You gotta watch it again. All right, I guess I gotta watch it again. But hey. I still think Happy Feet's a good movie. Hey, my dogs that's are, a, are arguing with each other about this right now. They probably they're probably like Happy Feet's better yeah. or Mr. Popper's penguins is better right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah. The, you know, typically they just kind of lie down and do their thing. Because we're doing an interview, they're like, let's let's fight. Let's just yeah. You know? I think they really let's cause chaos. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and then well, they, oh. They, like their fighting is just they roll around on the floor and they try to roll on top of each other. And I guess that's what they do. Whoever does that wins. Yeah, and uh... and they sneeze on top of it. They sneeze all over <laughs> each other, right? Oh, <laughs> that's just what they do. Um. We definitely are working towards getting this show visually. So to have this happen in front of us and not it being recorded in a video sense is definitely very sad. Do you sad. think it's gonna pick up? I I, I don't know. It's it, hard it, to it tell. It just might be in the background. You might. Yeah. Oh my God, guys, stop. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to cut this out again. Wait. 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 Um. Yeah, we have we have a couple more things that we definitely want to cover. It's been fantastic so far. Um, we we still miss going back there already. We're already having the blues because we we loved it so much when we were over. Well, there. You gotta come back then because I know we we have. They're to. so awesome, and we're was, always developing and expanding. Oh the, yeah, the place we had an Airbnb right up right up by the mountains, and uh, we were able to just like second we open our eyes in the morning, it was like boom, it's right there. Yeah. And you guys have a distinct smell. I don't know where it comes mountain, from. Mountain smell, dude. Do you do you know what that is? Because I, I don't know. So if I'm remembering correctly, it was actually still slightly cold when you yes. guys came. Oh, so it, it was be, mad cold, actually. Yeah, it was one day. Or <laughs> so um, if you ask anybody from the south and or the mountains area, you can smell when it's cold and you can smell when it's going to rain. So it was probably that. And I don't know what causes it, honestly. But you can smell the difference in the air when it's going to rain. That's, That's a, so crazy. Well, it's similar to Florida. You can smell when it's going to rain here because, well, it's so humid here, right? Yeah. It, it, it's like when you get outside, you can feel it in your hands. Like if you just brush your hand by, you can feel it. So when you, you know, sometimes you can really just smell when you're like, oh, it's going to rain. Because we get like cloudy weather all the time. So it'd be hard to tell whether that's like storm clouds or not, but you can kind of really just like smell if the if it's the humidity's high enough. You're like, yeah, it's definitely gonna rain a couple minutes here. Yeah, I thought that was honestly really cool. Like as soon as we got there, like I now, smelled something. That would be my like, superpower. The- I can. Smell oh yeah, the waste power. Oh yeah, oh, rain, that's yeah. the power you get whenever you're. Okay, okay, that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> my superpower. Is- I can cook minute rice in 58 oh, seconds. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Good one. Very useful skill. I like that. If 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 you had a power, what would it be? Oh gosh. In terms of saving the planet. The power to be saved the planet. That's what. It no, would that's be. a good power. That's a oh, that's a powerful power though. You guys gotta, so, gotta... If I can't just like dead copy Captain Planet and or Poison Ivy, <laughs> in between the two, including <laughs> like, the insane part. I'm sorry. 
Isn't that Poison Ivy's thing? Like, it drove her crazy? But yeah, but... Eh. I can deal with that. Ew, she was whatever. like, bro, I, I save the environment. Yeah. Go, go a little crazy, kill a few people. Whatever, you know. <laughs> totally drive her crazy. She just liked plants more than humans, and humans were causing the environment to be ruined. Yeah, Therefore, she hated humans. You, you never see plants doing that to the environment. No. You never see no. plants ruining the environment. That'd be a real kickback. That'd be a real, yeah, that'd be because real invasive kickback. species will ruin natural environment of the place they're invading. So, oh, that's In Florida, for example, the, 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 um, was the pen- the peninsula? Yes, that's been in ha- like like people get uh, snakes all the time, and of course you don't want a snake anymore. You can throw it in your backyard, or the Everglades, not the peninsula. The yeah, Everglades. the Burmese python invasion. Yes, because everybody really doesn't realize that they get very large. Yes, still just release them out into their wild, but they're yeah. not from there. Absolutely um, destroyed the ecosystem over there. Wow. And a couple of years ago, I think they, I, I don't I don't know if it's annual or anything, but they, they made a competition for hunters, like, you know, kill X amount of pythons and stuff and help stabilize the environment. I think they, they did it and it was hardly a success because there were just so many pythons. Wow. There was a ton because uh, when, when they give birth, they give birth to like over a dozen, I think. Um, yeah. So I believe the biggest clutch of eggs that they can possibly have at one time would be 20, I think. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I think, so. I, think I remember Steve Irwin talking about that. What is their biggest setback as far as like uh, destroying the environment? They, 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 they eat um, rodents like bunnies and squirrels and stuff mm-hmm. and other animals that are supposed to eat those don't eat them. Right. Yeah. And the, so they take away the food systems for the ones that are there that are supposed to eat them, but also the ones that they do eat can no longer eat the plants and native species that they're supposed to eat to keep it kind of cut back. Right, yeah. must be a balance. If, if, the, yeah. if the rabbits aren't there to cut down on the weed population, mm. the, the weeds get bigger and... Must yeah. be a balance. Must I remember balance. Um, where I live, there was for one day, a bunch of bunnies, just a ton of bunnies. Then a couple of weeks later, a bunch of snakes. Couple weeks after that, a bunch of owls. And I was cool with the owls. Ooh. I was like, owls eat snakes and rabbits. So oh. that's why the, that's why the One time I was driving down the road and I saw there's a snake in the road, saw an owl pick it up and it was flying away with it. It dropped it and its carcass landed on my car's windshield. Oh my god. And goodness. I, I am not a fan of snakes. Uh, they're definitely my least favorite animal of all time. They freaked me out. Fantastic. So I had it on my windshield, and I was like, oh, oh, God, oh, oh, no. I was like, that's it. I'm going to crash my car and explode. It's the only logical way to deal with this. <laughs> okay. I think my favorite animal is the sea turtle. Sea turtles? Yeah. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Great choice. Sea turtles are a fantastic choice. You remind me there's, of the sea turtle. There's that one turtle in, like, England. That's from 1850, I think. I think something like mm-hmm. that. Or tortoise. Sorry. Are you talking about the Charles Darwin turtle? Is tortoise? that the one? I, I, I'm asking you. <laughs> That's yeah, maybe. Too. I think so. We'll never know. <laughs> that one's been alive for a long the Gal- time. The Galapagos? Galapagos. Galapagos. Galapagos, yeah. Sea turtles are rad. I think you're right. I, I think that's, that's the one. Imagine. That's like, well, being from 1850 to 2021, all the changes in the world. That's like... That's war. that's what I call consistency. That's a civil war, two world wars, the cold war, and just more wars. Vietnam war. Yeah, well, that's that part. They of, have no uh, idea of man's inhumanity to man. Oh my god, that's true, man. <laughs> they just live freely. I one day hope to live like that. Do, do you have like a favorite book? What's your favorite quote from a book? Oh God, I don't. Rem- 
remember the book title because it was when I was young, but I remember my sister reading it to me and it was the world will forever be in a state of change. Mm-hmm. So it won't like stay change, like it won't stay. Mm. I agree. I agree. That's definitely and within that isn't that the only constant that it will always change. Ah. Yep. Ah. Right. Mark, what about you? My favorite quote? Yeah. Um that's a good question. His his favorite quote is the very hungry caterpillar ate an apple. Yes, that's a good that one. Is, that is his favorite. Classic. He's like, it's so it's classic. It, it, classic. Doing. it resonates me to this day and I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a tough question. I never really thought about Mark, that. Uh, have you, first question. Uh, have you ever read a book before? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start from there. <laughs> um, I had a, I had a question for you. So, um, you know, it's everybody, I think, in some capacity are trying to do their best to help the environment in some way, whether it's conserving water, oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. not using like a lot of plastic. Like, uh, what, what would you say is your biggest thing that you, you hold on to dearly as far as you trying to help it? And then what what would you say that if someone's not particularly very good or don't really know how to start as far as like what they should do? Like, what would you say would be a good way to conserve things and, and, and help the environment as a whole? So the way I started conserving the environment was stopping you stop using single use plastic, um, and then also uh, thrift shopping instead of buying from uh, stores. Because if you thrift, yeah, because if you thrift shop, you will save like I think it was like a billion tons, like maybe either a year or a month going into the um, ecosystem. But a really good way to start is just say, just stop using uh, as much as you can single use plastic because right. it's not even all plastic because this, this is plastic, but it's multiple uses. Right, right, right. It's not just like a plastic spoon that you can use once. Yeah, I think we definitely take for granted just like some of the things that we can just have that mm-hmm. just multiplies and then we're just like, all right, we're done with it and we just throw it away. And yeah. Definitely, yeah, so that for sure, for sure. I remember reading about um, some scientists developed – or they, they bioengineered a worm that could eat plastic. Mm. I don't remember seeing it going anywhere, though. That'd be cool, though. I I believe I know exactly what my favorite quote is. Oh, is that your favorite quote? I read a study about a worm that can eat plastic. Yeah, it's, it's from <laughs> you. Uh, uh, I, think, I think I got it. Hold on. Let me just... Let me just find it here. What are you most excited for in the, in the, in the, in the science world? Honestly, the uh, development of more minorities and uh, women and LGBTQ being involved in the science world very because nice, they're finally nice. getting recognition that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, is um, honestly the, the one of the biggest questions we we were wondering um, besides your future exhibits. So, uh, as far as maybe not as a whole like everybody, but what about for you, especially working there? Um, what do you know, or as far as like? what your goal and future is as far as, you know, expanding the museum as a whole and trying to just, uh, just create more for, for students in general and for consumers who come in and, and, and go into the museum. Yeah. So my goal, um, personally, like I said, I can't speak for everybody, but is to provide as much science education to everybody that I can. So that's learning the more intense tops topics for like the adults and teenagers and learning how to simplify it for like the four-year-olds and 10-year-olds that you can. Right. Um, so I work with our preschool program, Little Explorers Club, to where I teach the little ones all about science and I have to figure out how to put it in a way that they can understand and comprehend. 
but I also work in our STEM lab during the weekends where we have themed education to where I have little kids and I have adults. I would like to know as much as I can. So it's kind of finding a balance in what topics will work well for both ages. Right. And I want to make sure that I can get the information to all ages and everybody that I can to make them excited and ready for learning and learning about science and learning how to help. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I that's really that. cool. It's going to be great. And, you know, we're, we're really excited to see where you guys um, take uh, the expansion as far as the museum as a whole. I think it's definitely a great source uh, for that community as a whole. Just us being there really for the first time was just really nice to see. So it was that's really cool. No, I, yeah. I, I found it. I found my quote. OK, so this is specifically an Olympic like the Olympics quote. But like I love this quote so much. It says the most important thing in the Olympic Games is not winning, but taking part. The essential thing in life is not conquering, but fighting well. That's, that's true, Mark. That's, my, my... that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Good yeah. Take that to heart very, very much. Yeah. So there we go. We, we all have our quotes, and now we just live by them. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I think it's that education, if you can find it, will always be readily available, even if you don't think you can do it. Because I lived my entire education career and system out of spite because I was involved in a cult from a young age that didn't believe in education. So I have no public school education, no high school education. And I work in a science museum where I'm educating people. And I go to college where I got in entirely free, getting my degree in childhood education and environmental science. And that even if people tell you you can't, you can find a way to do it. And there'll always be at least one person moi trying and encouraging you to do it even if I physically am not there because education is one of the most important things somebody can learn because there is no limit on education even if it's just book smarts or learning how to ride a bicycle planting a seed and learning how to care for it that's all education everything involves education so I believe there's actually a donation site, a donation option on our website, astromuseumofscience.org, or you can always just donate to science and figure out a way to get involved in science, and that will be plenty. My name is Hannah Strickland, and this is the Power of Four podcast. <laughs>